<clears throat> I'm back. Let's get to it. Look here. I'm going to bless y'all with an hour of me telling y'all the truth, the whole truth, ain't nothing but the truth. Welcome back to the First of Gold podcast. I gave, y'all, I gave y'all a week off. It was Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Merry, Merry belated Christmas to everybody. Uh, prepare for a new Happy New Year coming this week. We back at it. Playoff pitches looking, it's starting to look pretty. Ooh, it's starting to look pretty. Um, a lot of teams, we starting to weave out some teams. We starting to weaving them out. We starting to weave out, hey, who the, who the pretenders, who the contenders. Hey, we starting to weaving them out. Some of them over the weekend look, hey, some teams look just where they supposed to do. Hey, some teams are supposed to do what they supposed to do. And then the other teams did not look like they were supposed to do what they were supposed to do. And granted, hey, and granted, we are where we are. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. First off, let's talk about Monday night's game. We're going to get that out the way, this Monday night's game. Uh, the Saints and the Dolphins, um, these two teams, they got, they have two separate uh, directions going into the playoffs. Uh, the Dolphins got a very, very long shot, especially, especially since the, uh, since, especially since uh, uh, the Bills more likely uh, took care of business with the uh, Patriots. So it makes it a little more harder for the Dolphins to get in that dance. They probably not going to get in the dance. More likely they're not. But to me, with that being said, um, the Dolphins has turned their season around. And, and you have to look at it as the Dolphins might be a team that uh, is playing desperate. They, you know, they look and try to they try to squeeze in as possible, and they turn their season around. So you got to give Brian Flores and that crew um, and uh, and two of them uh, a lot of credit uh, to what is what they're doing the latter part of the season. Um, with but with the Saints situation is different. The Saints they are how can I put it? They are a team that can get in with a win tonight and a win next week. The Saints can derail a couple teams, um, really could derail two teams' um, playoff hopes, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers. So, very coincidentally and very, you know, interesting at the same time. Philadelphia won Sunday. As of right now, they're in the playoffs. If the Dolphins beat the Saints, more or less, if more or less, what's going to happen is Philadelphia need a win and the Saints need to lose for them to clinch a playoff spot. But, if the Saints win, it really puts Philadelphia in a squeeze. They're going to have to win the next two games and hope that the Saints lose one of the next two, if not both. Then, on top of that, 
if the Saints win, not only Philly is in trouble, but the San Francisco 49ers. See, a lot of people don't ain't paying attention to that. You know, you don't pay attention to certain um certain teams um tiebreakers and stuff like that. Just let's put it this way. I didn't think that Dallas was gonna win the NFC. I knew they was gonna beat Washington, more or less. We'll get on we'll get into that game later, but I, I didn't think we was gonna I knew we was gonna win the game to win the East. The th the problem was I didn't think we was gonna win the East before we won the game. There was always 49ers could have lost with that. You know, you know what I'm saying? 49ers uh, and this and that, and that you know, it was a couple of teams that made sense or whatever, but then the Raiders beat the hey, the Raiders beat the Broncos and we got the NFC East due to the strength of schedule or something like that versus the Eagles because they're the reason, why, you know, the Eagles uh, had a, they talking about the Eagles more likely, more likely could have had a very outside shot of winning the NFC East if we would have lost last night. But that didn't happen. I digress. So, <laughs> so since that didn't, damn sure didn't happen last night, uh, The one thing I would say is this. Uh, the Saints, let's go back to the subject at hand, which is the Saints, the railing two teams, the two-team season, if they win tonight and went out going into the next two games. I believe that, I believe and strongly believe that the, I think the Saints might squeeze out tonight's win. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I think a lot of us is not really going to watch it. I think we'll watch it but just because it's on. But I think unless you're a fan of the Saints and the Dolphins, and I don't know too many Dolphins fans unless they're from South Beach. <laughs> but uh, but honestly, like the, the Saints winning tonight pretty much secures them a very high chance, and they said the probability of they with them winning tonight, they got a seventy five percent chance of clinching a playoff spot within the next two weeks, which meaning they were more likely would get the number seven spot, but also could finish at the number six spot when it all when it all when it all is done. So. With that being said, though, let's get into, <laughs> oh boy, Lord have mercy, let's get into last night's game. <laughs> I got, I got some good, you know, I, got, I, I, I can praise, I'm going, I, I'm actually going to say this, I'm going to praise all three facets of the game, they all three scored, offense, defense, and special teams, um, Defense still look great. Offense start clicking like they should be doing. Uh, I wish we would have ran the ball a little bit more, um, uh, especially in that that last drive in the uh, that last drive before halftime. I wish we kind of ran the ball just a little bit more. Um, I understand that they were trying to pretty much put the nail in the coffin last night uh, at halftime, but. 
like I said, I wish we was able to run the ball a bit more. And but offense was clicking, defense was clicking as well as they've been doing for the last, especially for the last <laughs> several several weeks. Um. I'm gonna get on to I'm gonna get to the point of what pisses me off about last night's game. And it has nothing to do with the Cowboys per se of winning fifty six to fourteen. Or does it? Or or matter of fact, let's put it this way. It comes to me it, it feels like a double standard to me. And I know I know a lot of people are going to feel like where I'm going with this. Let me let me put it this way. If your team I know a lot I know a lot of people are not Cowboys fans, but let's just put it I ain't gonna pick a particular team. But if your team has the same status as the Dallas Cowboys, right? Or man said you don't have to have the same status. Just the fact of your team is eleven and four. Clinch the playoffs, clinch your clinch your division and a playoff spot. A lot of times, once you clinch your division, you clinch the playoff spot. But like I said, clinch the division, clinch the playoff spot. You're in good shape. You you know what I'm saying you you rolling. You play an inferior team, or you play some you know a few inferior teams or whatever. And let me say this. To get going, you don't pick who you play in the NFL. We had this conversation once before, but let's let's digress more. I have a problem with the media once again. If your team is criticized for losing, understandably. If your team is criticized still, even with a win, that's the problem. There are some media outlets and some media personalities. And now, I'm going to be honest with you, this week, we're not going to see a lot of the main personalities. You know, Skip and Shannon still on, still on the air as we speak. They was on the air all last week. Um, Skip just, I mean, excuse me, not Skip, but Shannon literally gave us a 10 you know, 10 out of 10 impressive performance of last night and um, stuff like that, which is all fine and netting. No, no, you know, I, I love the, uh, you know, Shannon's very consistent when it comes to necessarily uh, one of great uh, team's performances. You know, if you did what you were supposed to do and this and this and that, you know, whatever you get, you know, you get the grade. So necessarily, he gave us the grade like he was supposed. You know, like it would have been very, very pissed off. I would be very, very pissed off if he didn't, because then he, then he's kind of he's copping out. You know, he's cherry picking. There's some people out here cherry picking. Let me put it this way: I understand that Dak was slumping a little bit, and it's okay. Let me put it this way: it's okay. The defense was holding on. And not even just holding on. They was playing very, they playing like a top 10 defense. I'm going to go as far as, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I understand that Dallas gave up, do give up some yards. 
but they don't give up the points. And that's the one thing a lot of folks got to realize. The defense is literally a top 10 defense. Pop arguably could be a top five offense. I mean, it's a top five defense. Excuse me. Arguably could be a top five defense. The offense is a top five, top 10 offense no matter what. But the defense arguably could be a top five defense. Arguably. Tell me what other team, and there's only, and there's only a leery, a leery one handful of them, if that, is doing the same thing the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys defense doing. I wait. You, I, I wait. Kansas City's defense just all of a sudden woke up. Don't, don't, don't play dumb with that. I wait. Patriots, they, they slump, the defense is slumping the last couple of weeks, but I may give you that one. Because they do get takeaways and stuff like that, but 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 still, that they they be the reason why they win it is because it is because of the Patriots defense. But let's be honest, there ain't too many teams, and I only named two right there. Ain't too many teams that's consistently with the Dallas Cowboys defense consistently all season has played elite level. Where a lot of people did not see the Dallas Cowboys defense play at elite level. Give the roses when you see it. This this is probably not going to happen next season. I'm not going because we don't see the future. We don't know what's going to happen next season. So let let let's give the roses when we got them. For all the times that the Dallas Cowboys have a great offense, a well tuned defense, the special teams, you know, when the team itself is well moved like an old machine, you still got a problem. You still want to cherry pick. Cherry pick. People on radio, cherry picking. People on TV, I know they are, cherry picking. Just because, oh, I know my, I, look, I don't trust my coach. I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't trust him. But if we roll it, like we was last night, and he uh, he ain't out there fucking up. Hey, leave us the fuck alone. Like honestly, give roses and move on. Cause I'm gonna tell you this: they ain't doing the same thing with other teams. And I'm not. And it may seem like I'm sound like a kid that you know pounding all that and and. and but but you have to but you have to play devil's advocate. You have to play both sides of it. If you do for one, you got to do for others. If I give praises for one team, I'm going to do. If that team is fucking up, I'm going to tell you they they fucking up. Period. There's no there's no great area in this. That's why it's always good and bad. That's it. There's no great area. Okay, you want to say okay? That, that's maybe close to the great area, but nobody. But at the same time, one and going into the playoffs, you're either going to be a very, you're going to be a ba a bad playoff team that just happened to be in the playoffs, or you're going to be a good playoff team that just happened to be in the playoffs. You are not in the middle. So, my thing is this. If my team is doing bad, cool. 
My team doing great. Cool. But be consistent of what, what you saying. If you talk if you talk that shit with one team, you do the same thing for another. Simple and plain. You keep you be consistent. I don't care you don't like us. I really don't. Like, I'm being dead ass about this. I don't care you don't like us. That is cool. You want to cherry pick about who we play. You know what? Take that up to the NFL. Oh, let me go ahead and tell you that. You're going to waste your time. Because guess what? They already have the skills ready for next year. They just don't tell you when they're playing. Look it up. The schedule, you know who you got playing at home. You know who you're playing on the road. You just don't know what the dates are. That's it. The schedule's already made. Because you know why? It's in rotation. Once again, I'm going to say this again. NFL does not pick their schedule. So when you play an inferior team like Washington, and by the way, we're going to get into uh, the fight between the two teammates, two Alabama uh, defensive tackles. Uh, the, I don't care if the defensive tackle, defensive end, don't give a shit. They, the two defensive, the, defensive linemen for the Washington football team. We'll get to that in a second. But when you, but when you play an inferior team, let me back it up for a second. If you play a top tier team and you whoop their ass, cool. That you you're great. When you play an inferior team and you whoop their ass, oh, you want a cherry pick. No, 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 no. You I'ma give you an example. There's another team, and I'm gonna tell you this. The Baltimore Ravens have 13 players on their defense as we speak either due to COVID and majority of them is on IR. Joe Burrow did what he was supposed to do. Put 500 yards on that ass. Now they defense damn near almost letting them back in the game, but Joe Burrow himself did what he's supposed to do. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to give Joe Burrow his praise. He's going to Joe Burrow and them, and them Bengals. They're going to give them their praise. Do the same thing for Dallas Cowboys. That's how I'm saying. Joe Burrow did that to a playoff team. By the way, the Ravens are the number seven seed. Just to, say, just to tell y'all that. We, but Paul, hey, put a pin on the Ravens for a second. We gonna get into a we gonna get into a ver, uh, a a uh, differential versus battle between them and another team that we it's coming to question some people. And I love my peoples. Don't get me wrong, but love them to death, love them to death. But we we had a disagreement. Trust me, we had a big disagreement about this particular situation. But we'll get into that in a second. That's all I'm saying, though. Back to the subject here. Give the roses when you can. Dak play well. Defense play especially 
they been do, they did what they supposed to do. This has tied tied the record as a cowboy for the most interceptions. He got two weeks left to go get that record. Young man, go get it. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kyler Murray might give it to you twice. Oh, we're going to get into that in a second too. Matter of fact, let's get into that now. Kyler Murray is coming to Dallas. Coming home, by the way. Coming home. He's coming home. So I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all this. Do not think this game is going to be a walk because the way they've been playing. Kyler Murray is going to be on his shit in Dallas come Sunday at 3 o'clock. You think I'm lying? Wait, hey, just wait. This is one of the games I had us losing. If Dallas get a fifth loss, it's going to be here. Because I'm going to tell you this. I have yet in my 34-year life, I just turned 34 on December 14th. In my 34th-year life, I have never, and I mean never, seen anybody has either had a homecoming like they play for Dallas. <coughs> Excuse me. That play for Dallas. Or they're from the area or the state of Texas. Come back home. To play Dallas. In Dallas. Or oh, honestly, you want to be technical. But in Dallas. <laughs> and don't show out. Matthew Stafford in the playoff game showed his ass out. You know why? Because he's from the area. Bobby Carpenter used to play, was drafted by Dallas. Ended up getting released. Got picked up by Detroit two years later. We played their asses. Next thing you know, oh, pick six to the house. Lions win at home. Winning in Dallas. That wasn't a playoff game. That was a regular season game. But the point where I'm getting at. I'm not. I'm telling you right now. I'm not sitting on my loins after this win. Because I know who we got coming this, this Sunday. I know who we got coming this Sunday. We got Kyler. I'm expecting uh, Connor to be back in time. I'm expecting, and they talking about D-Hop possibly be back for this game. Possibly. And he is going to be back for this game. I'm going to tell y'all the matchup to be watching. D-Hop versus Diggs. Diggs is, I'm going to tell you this. If D-Hop plays this game, he is on Diggs the entire, I mean, Okay, so, I had to pause for a second. So, sorry about that, but I'm back at it. So, Diggs is going to follow D-Hop the entire game. So, D-Hop plays, there's your matchup. 
But we got to see if D-Hop even, even plays. So if, if D-Hop does not play, then you have the matchup. This is the matchup everybody got to watch. And then everybody going to think, well, this, you, this should be the matchup. But seriously, watch it. And that is Parsons versus uh, Kyler. Y'all think I'm lying. I'm being dead ass. The Cardinals' offensive line is not good. You go and Dallas' defensive line is at their strength, as is at their highest strength, maximum strength we have had in a very long time. And I've been I'm being dead ass when I say this. A very long time. Also, I goes about as far as back as back when Marcellus Wiley and uh, the Marcus Lawrence and um, and uh, Swagoo all was on the same team. That's when, hey, that should tell you how long ago, how been, how long it's been since Dallas had, since Dallas had a superior, talented, tight D defensive line. And then we got a rookie in Osu, Diggy, uh, as we call him, Diggy uh, 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 Oh, I forgot, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I, I cannot say that boy's name for a life of me, but I know his name is, we call, they call it Diggy. Diggy. But you know what? The I know he went for you. He played for UCLA. I know where he played at. But the point where I'm getting at the 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 kid is putting in work. He, he don't have the stats, but he got the pressures. A lot of times when you put the pressures, a pressures is about as good, literally about as good as a sack. So as much as he can put the pressure on. If he gets the pressure and they run to either side, you looking at D-Law, you looking at Gregory, hell, you might be looking at uh, Parsons. Hell, you might you fuck around. Uh, you saw the hit that Keanu Neal, and remind y'all something, Keanu Neal plays linebacker, plays the Robert linebacker position. Keanu Neal plays safety. That's where his main, that's where his maximum strength position is. Now he plays a robber position. Keanu Neal is playing a position where damn, I ain't got to cover as much, but damn, I also can knock, uh, put a hit on a quarterback like I can. This defense is looking like they should. The matchup that a lot of folks need to pay attention to is the Kyler versus Parsons matchup. The reason why I say that is Parsons part Parsons probably gonna be the one defensive player outside of Diggs can probably can keep up with Kyler. Kyler is very shifty. Parsons also shifty. That's a matchup. If they can't block Parsons, he's gonna be looking for Parsons because they know what how what Dilaw gonna do. They know what Greg is gonna do. They know what Osa gonna do. They gonna do they. The one person they're gonna be looking at is number eleven. With that being said, I expected a very good matchup. Uh, this is a this is a playoff game. A lot of folks not gonna really see it as a playoff game, but I need y'all to really understand the reason why I say that. The there's information. This is this, this game got a lot of implications. Not for Dallas, more for more for uh, Arizona than it does for Dallas right now. The only thing Dallas got anything going for this game is a fight for number one seed, which, by the way, 
my, I don't particularly want my team to get the number one seed. That's just my opinion. Um, I read, and I, a lot of people like, you know, most years you want the number one seed, but I, I know my team, and I'm going to be honest with y'all, the last two times we got the number one seed, we was one and done. Yeah, I'd rather not have the number one seed. Just be honest with y'all. I don't. I I'd rather have the position at the number two because you get the picking of the lat whoever the number seven seed is, and the way it's looking, it's either looking like it's gonna be either a a court hey or carousel quarterback team in the Saints or. A rematch with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, or it could be the 49ers, which we kind of match up well with them. Um, like we, you, 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 you take Debo out the equation. You know, Kill's gonna probably go get his, but the thing about it is, it's the matchup of which. I, that's a funny thing about it. We're gonna come. I'm gonna come back to that. That's that, that's actually a matchup that a lot of proposals not really paying attention to that could be happening. But we're gonna come back to that. Also, we could end up playing the Eagles again for third year, third time in the season, which I particularly don't want to. I really don't want that to happen. I really, I rather because you know we got to play them next week. So I'd rather not play the Eagles. I'd rather play one of the other three teams. And we already seen us play the Saints. We are, you know what that is. More likely, as long as we hold our own, we put enough scores up, Saints is probably not going to beat us. With, so that leaves, we played the Vikings already. Uh, Mike Zimmer, it looks like Mike Zimmer might be on his way out at Minnesota. Uh, but we'll get into that later. But, This one team that Dallas, I believe, matches up really well. And I, I'm going to tell you this. If they're the number seven seed, listen to what I'm about to tell y'all. That game going to be one of the most fun games you ever going to see. 49ers, a potential 49ers, Dallas games, number two, number seven seed matchup in Dallas. Let me tell you who the, the matchup need to watch for. Cow, head coach Kyle Shanahan and defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Why do I say that? Let me give y'all a, a let me give y'all a reminder. Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl <clears throat> twenty eight to three. If that don't remind you of who them two are. And I'm telling you right now, Kyle Shanahan left that after that after that Super Bowl. He left that to go to San Francisco. Go to San Francisco. He, that Quinn, never recovered from that Super Bowl. I promise you, Dan Quinn has been licking his chops to get at Kyle Shanahan. One good time. Y'all think y'all playing, y'all think I'm joking or even playing with, no, I'm not. If they get the match of the San Francisco 49ers, I know a lot of people are going to be like, do y'all really want to play San Francisco? Listen to me. 
I know San Francisco is a team that's pretty good and whatever. They did lose. They did lose. They did lose over the weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, San Francisco is a team that can beat you if you don't. If you don't, if you play yourself, you know what I'm saying. If you play yourself out of that game, but. I have seen that when teams play them straight up, play play them with their own strength and beat them straight up, they're not the team that you think they are. Debo, you put somebody a strong I have yet to see a cornerback, yet to see so far this season, that can hold Debo. I got a cornerback in in in, in Trayvon Diggs, as I like to call him. T D seven. Yeah. I think he can handle that 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 Simon. So then you got to look at, well, what about George Kittle? George Kittle is just a, a freak of nature, and you just make sure you just keep him under 50 yards, if that. You know what I'm saying, 50 yards. You know, he's going to get some yards, you know, get some catches. So let's, let's not pretend that George Kittle is not one of the top three tight ends in, in the league. So let's be honest. Then... um. You got Brandon Ayuk, which is Doodle Brown and and the rest of them, Calvin, Calvin Joseph. They should be able to hold him down. With that being said, what running back scares scares the Dallas Cowboys defense line? Not one of them. I'd say it like this. You know, Elijah Mitchell. He came from uh, Louisiana Lafayette. You know, whatever. You know, whatnot. It doesn't scare me. Um, who else don't scare? Like they run the best, don't scare me. Like uh, Trey Sermon has been injury prone already this season. Um, they, they, like they, nobody scared. Jimmy G doesn't scare. And like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Jimmy G is a good. He is a literally an average quarterback. Above average when he wants to play out of his mind. <laughs> I'm being honest. He's an average quarterback that play, and also that uh, sometimes when he plays out of his mind, he's above average. He's not. He's not. He's not a great. He's not a good quarterback. He's above average quarterback at best. And with Jimmy G is on, if he's efficient, then that's gonna be. A, it could be an issue for Dallas. But if you get in there, if you get in Jimmy G's ass, and it don't take much. Because because the matchup that in the 49ers potential 49ers Cowboys matchup in the playoffs, if that happens, the matchup that a lot of folks got to look at is the matchup whoever is lining up against um, Trey Williams. Trey Williams is 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 older is older he is because he's not a he's not a young dude, but um, Trent Williams is arguably. The best, the, the arguably the the best left tackle right now in football. That's even over my guy. My guy been injured twice already, so I'm just, I'm taking him out of the equation. But he's arguing this year is arguing the best left tackle in the game. Now, with that being said, outside of him, uh, I don't know. Hey, that right side of that. Hey, the right side of that offensive line better better be ready because they might overload that offense. Hey, whoever. Hey, you want on one with Trent? We gonna overload this side. I'm just being honest with y'all. Excuse me. So, with that being said, like I said, the playoff pitch is straight now. 
uh, Green Bay is Green Bay. Um, Tampa Bay, they, they play better with injuries the way they got. They lost, like, they lost Chris Godwin. That's, that's a big loss. Um, more likely they're not going to get, uh, Leonard Fournette into the playoffs. So that's, a, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Mike Evans probably not going to come back to playoffs. We'll see how that plays out. Um, they, they got a couple other guys on IR, this and that, COVID. Look here. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Tampa Bay doesn't scare me. I'm going to be honest. They don't. They just plug and play in. They just hope they can not. I'm going to be honest with you. That de that Tampa Bay's defense is going to have prior. If they make a, Tampa Bay make a run, it's going to be on that defense. I'm going to be honest. With you. It's going to be on that defense. Um, the Rams, Rams are hot and cold. Let's this, 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 not pretend what it is. Is They are hot and cold. Um, but when they hot, they hot. When they cold, hey, the Vikings, segue, we're going to segue to the next, this subject right here. The Vikings should have beaten the Rams. But they didn't. The whole season, and actually, you had to say, going into last season as well. The last two seasons, the Vi Minnesota Vikings has been a team of who the fuck are they at the end of the day? Like, yeah, I know they didn't have Dalvin Cook because of the COVID situation and this and that. I understand that. But they literally almost won that game. And it was all because Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions in that game. And he gave them, them a shot of that game, to be honest with you. So, I want to get into a five-minute debate real quick. And I'm going to be very brief about this. There are there's some people that I love. And they are making a, a case. Not necessarily making a case. They're saying they're not making a case. But to me, they're making a case somewhat. Basically, what I'm getting at is this. John Harbaugh and Mike Zimmer may be in the same, same boat. But I'm saying one of them is not... I'm saying one of them should not be in this boat because of injuries and COVID. While the other coach wrote... You have been in games regardless of injuries and COVID. And and necessarily you can say that about John Harbaugh too, but but Mike Zimmer literally has been in games all year, all year long. Even last year. But this is the same type of team they were last year, this year. Except for arguably Minnesota could be a not just a playoff team. Minnesota literally could be running, could could have, could have. I say could have because they did beat the they did beat the, beat the Packers earlier in the season. They arguably, arguably could have battled for this North. Truly, could what have won this North this year? Matter of fact, let me be honest with y'all. Due to the fact we didn't know that Rogers was gonna play this season, not and I know he probably duped most of us, but. I did pick. I did pick the Vikings to win the division. 
I said, with or without Rodgers, I believe the Vikings could win this division. The Vikings literally could have won, won this division. Or at least going to week 18, or going to week 17, excuse me, because this is the week they play each other. This could be for the division if the Vikings held their own. But they didn't. And reason why I'm not going hard, I'm not going to go as hard on my, uh, on on John Harbaugh as I am about to do with Mike Zimmer is this. John Harbaugh don't have a defense. John Harbaugh, yes, been go he is two for nine for two-point conversions. And if you keep going on two-point conversions, just, let me tell you something. When you don't trust your defense, you don't have – oh, matter of fact, damn the fact that you trust your defense. You don't have a defense. You don't have a defense. You lost three, four of them before the season end, I mean, before the season begun, and then you stuck continuously kept, kept getting folks on the IR. And most, most of them won't have, most of them got the same damn injuries, which is an ACL. And a couple of them, couple of them with, 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 with Achilles. I'm just saying, like. What is, like, as a coach, you doing what you can do. And you know what? At the same time, John Harbaugh was winning in spite of the deficiencies and all that. And also was doing, you know, with the two-point conversions in the situation with all that. I, I, I get it. But at the same time, he's winning. And by the way, this is another caveat between the two coaches. John Harbaugh, he is on the verge of going to the playoffs for the fourth year in a row. While this coach could go back to back, but but his problem, games you should have won, games you should have taken, you didn't take because of certain decisions you make. There was no reason you had you lost Cook, but you gained Alan Thielen. There was no reason that the Vikings should not should have lost that game when Matthew Stafford gifted you three turnovers. Here's here, here's where I'm going with this. Matthew Stafford gifted them three turnovers. They didn't win the game. The Packers was gifted literally. Let me put, let me carry out y'all this score for y'all. The score was twenty two to twenty four at the end of the game. Baker Mayfield gifted the Packers three three touchdowns off of three interceptions. Remember, go back to what the score I just said twenty two twenty four. Take the turnovers out. Take the touchdowns out, the, out with the turnovers. That was a twenty four to three game. Baker Mayfield gave them, they gave, Baker Mayfield gave Green Bay Packers the game. Matthew Stafford damn near gave the Vikings the game. But the problem is, the Vikings did not execute when they were supposed to. 
You could say it's Kirk Cousins. You could say the defense. You know, you could just say Mike Zimmer altogether because Mike Zimmer also control also got a hand on in the defense. So necessarily, we're looking at a situation as in. I'm, I'm not saying that I want Mike Zimmer to be fired, but necessarily, if it's a coach that is that is possibly, I mean possibly, could be on the verge of being fired for the performances of your team that cannot get over the hump, this is the coach that should be fired. Not John Harbaugh, but this coach. And yeah, they was in the playoffs last year. I get that. And they did beat the, they, they, hey, they was in the playoffs. They wasn't play, yeah, yeah, they was in the playoffs last year. No, they was in the playoffs the year before that. Sorry. 19. Because they beat the they beat the, they beat the Saints. They wasn't in the playoffs last year. They was in the playoffs the year before last. Sorry about that. But my mistake. I I knew they was in the playoffs recently, but it was the year before that it was nineteen, not twenty. But, but even then, you was just in the playoffs two, just two years ago. I don't understand. I don't. Um, going to close it out with this. I ain't wrong about the Patriots, but... But I wasn't gung ho about what I, what other folks thought they were. Patriots are not necessarily they're not really necessarily really. They got a rookie quarterback. Let's let's stop and pretend. Let's stop pretending that they don't have a rookie quarterback. They have a rookie quarterback. So your expectations of your of this team is not as high as you think they are or should be. Also, with the fact that it is a rookie quarterback, the defense of the Patriots have been giving up some points lately. They ain't been looking like the Patriots defense that we're accustomed to. With that being said, the AFC playoff picture is is starting to turn into the roll through Arrowhead. Going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, see, we about to we're literally about to see the pretenders versus the contenders. We're about to find out who's a pretender, who a contender. We know Kansas City is a contender. We know that Tennessee could be a contender if they have Derrick Henry. We also know that we also know that Buffalo, to me, I'm gonna be honest with you, Buffalo's a pretender. I'm just gonna flat out say that right now. They're a pretender. They're going to win the East, but they're going to pretend. Because um, they get, that they, they, you want to talk about a team that's hot and cold, that, that's a team that's hot and cold. When Buffalo's hot, they hot, but when they, good God, when they cold, ooh, 
Um, and then you got the then you got the banks. I know the Bengals ain't gonna win no Super Bowl. So really, and then you got the AFC is a mess. It is a it's literally a mess. It's a mess. Their playoff picture is 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 junked. Like you take kids. Let's be honest. Take Kansas City, Tennessee out of the equation. After them, even even with Buffalo and and <laughs> even with Buffalo and um, the Bengals, put them in the equation with the with the, the clusterfucks, basically. Like that's how bad it is. The number three seed and the number twelve. Seed, it's not even the 12 seed, but the number 12 team that could be possibly get in. Yeah, that's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. The NFC is basically you you got four teams vibing for, for two spots. Honestly, you got the Vi you got the Vikings, you got the Eagles, you got the Saints, you got the 49ers. That's it. Everybody, everybody else in the NFC pretty much got their spots. <laughs> the AFC is a, it's a clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck, and 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 maybe and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually put it, I'm gonna spin it in a good way. Maybe it's not a bad thing that is that is clustered up like that, because maybe it's just the fact that. Maybe those teams are more even, more, more. There, there are more even teams in the AFC than a lot of folks anticipated. The NFC, the NFCs look, look like they're really top heavy. Dallas, Tampa, even the Rams when they want to, when they want to, and Green Bay. Like it's pretty much top heavy. Everybody then is everybody else. You can't say that for the AFC. You can say Kansas City because the way they 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 clean themselves up, and then after that, you it's like you don't really trust the you really don't trust Tennessee, but they there. <laughs> I'm being honest, they there. Hell, they might not even win their division. Like 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 Kansas City is the only team in AFC has clinched their division. Tennessee has not clinched their division. That division's not taken yet. So why are we sitting there talking about Tennessee and da 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 uh the coast might go might end up still in the division, people. Like the, the AFC is a mess, but it's not all but it's not a terrible mess. Because you got to understand something. The AFC the AFC West before the weekend ended. The AFC West was still the only division that had every team above 500, either 500 or above, until the two seven seven teams played each other and the Raiders went up went above the uh, Broncos. 
But but the Broncos is a seven. What the Broncos is a seven and eighteen. They are seven and eighteen right now. They are the they are the best seven and eighteen out there. And then you got the Washington football team that's mathematically not even out of the playoffs. But the reason why I didn't put them in the play, and the reason why I didn't put them in the playoff picture, because they pretty much out. You got nine losses, you're out. Especially in a top heavy type the uh, conference in the NFC, you out. There ain't too many spots you're gonna be open. Now you put Washington in the AFC. Oh, I think Washington can get in, get in easily. You put Washington in the AFC North. Oh, they in. You see how that you see how that that division is. I'm just being honest. It's not always a bad thing because it's not always a bad thing that these the AFC is where they are right now. Maybe because they are a lot more even even out than the NFC, and it's okay. It's okay. You rather have parity than a top heavy two top heavy conferences and it's the same same ass teams let me put it this way it's like the, it, it's like the SEC you got Bama you got Georgia and then you got everybody else at some point it's time to even everybody out I can understand you won't be top heavy for 10 years alright it's been 10 years it's time, to, it's, time, it's time to do something else that's why I love. This is the reason why I love college football. I love college football. I will always do, but it's, it's, but NFL is is very like NFL. The way things parry out in that season, it pairs out better than, than than college. College the the atmosphere of somebody getting upset at you know some this and that, and this team is getting disrespected and this and that. It's one thing. NFL players, you you're getting paid. And I got on say call you know NIL. It's different. This is a different situation. You got people with families versus kids getting played. Play, play. That's the difference. People with kids, they got a livelihood. They desperate as hell. It's a difference. Like this, this like like November, December in NFL is one of the best times to watch football. Y'all think I'm lying? I'm being dead ass because you're going to that. To me, playoff playoff picture time starts in November because you got to look at. All right, let's see here. Uh, who we got the rest of the schedule? Cause that's the half point half point mark anyway. So it's like who we got left in our schedule? This and that. Oh shit! All right, let's get the hey, let's get the ball rolling. Uh, let's get healthy. You you gonna be out for three games. You gonna be out for a couple games. Uh, we're gonna get healthy. We're gonna ride out these next three games. Uh, we're probably gonna go at worst one and one and two. But it, but if we look, if we drop two games, that's all right because we're gonna roll in December. Can, can I say something? Dallas had one, possibly, arguably the worst November in any team in the NFL. What did they do in December? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. They went undefeated. I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Y'all be easy.